it, for instance, would turn you on to watch your fiance, for lack of a better word, fluff the bull for you? Yes. It's fascinating how men have so many pleasure centers in their bodies that they just generally, in a vanilla relationship, don't explore. What I'm trying to understand is, is there any cuckolding dynamic when it's you and another woman? There can be. Like, I can give you an example. I went out and I had black bowls and I slept with black bowls and the sex I was having with them was mind shattering. <laughs> it was mind blowing. Is part of that also like like the dirty talk that goes on? The Oh, yes. The, right? That kind of interaction that is not physical with the cuck, but that's that's what you're looking for? Well, it could be physical and it could not be physical. Oh, how is it physical? There is definitely in our culture right now a fascination with interracial sex, especially with a black man and a white woman. And, you know, you have to admit the skin contrast is pretty striking. It's very aesthetically pleasing, right? Um, I have to ask you about this, the cage thing. Mm, so yeah. I hadn't even heard about it. My first thing is, what if he gets turned on while he's in it? Like, is that painful? It's not painful. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, you might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Oh, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guest today is Scarlett from Houston, Texas. She is engaged to be married. She and her fiance have been together for seven years, and they have evolved into a cuckolding relationship. I mean, they started off being monogamous, then somehow got into swinging, and then somehow found this new lifestyle that is kind of misunderstood in a lot of circles. So Scarlett, welcome to the show. Okay, I've got lots of questions for you. Lots of questions for you. Okay, so, I mean, you guys were like what vanilla people would would describe as you guys were in a regular, normal relationship, right? Absolutely, precisely. When we started our relationship, we had no intention or understanding of where things would lead us. But yeah, for the first year or so, uh, we were entirely monogamous without even introducing any kinky elements. And then, well, and what happened? <laughs> well, you know, as you grow in, in trust and communication, and as you get to know your partner more and more, uh, especially when you have a connection like my fiance and I have, it's truly the best connection, most deep and intimate that I've ever had with another human being. And so that opens lots of doors of possibilities, especially in the bedroom. And I think that that is probably the usual course for a lot of people in the lifestyle where it comes from a place of we trusted each other so much. Right. And people who are not in the lifestyle, first place they go is that, well, something must have been wrong right? Something must right. have been missing when it sounds like it's actually just the opposite, that it was, that was so much comfort and trust that you were able to discover the lifestyle. So let's talk about how, I mean, what was your first experience? 
our first experience was with a gentleman that we met online and it was just a MFM situation. But, you know, my the way that my fiance was explaining it to me at the time was it's easier to get a guy to come over than a couple. We'll go out, we'll meet couples, but right now we have this itch we really want to scratch. So let's let's meet up with a guy. Of course, he'll show up and he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll have a wonderful time. So that was our first experience. And was it a wonderful time? It was. It okay, was so it wasn't awkward or anything? No, no. You know, before um, my relationship currently, when I was younger, I, I did have a pretty promiscuous past. And so I had, in my late teens, early 20s, experimented a bit with kink world and with having multiple partners. So it, it wasn't like a first for me. So it wasn't all that awkward. And with the trust and communication and and just the safety I felt in my relationship, it was just all over a great experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then did you actually get into swinging? We did. We were a swinger couple for about a year and a half. And it was... A situation where I call it our like pseudo stag vixen period, because I think every swinger couple, their dynamic is different. But for us, I wound up getting a lot more of the play than my fiance did. And he seemed to really like it that way. And so we just knew what worked for us in our dynamic. But when we started being introduced to other couples, we noticed that it may be different. The husband may be getting the majority of the play, or it may be one of those situations where it's just entirely equitable. Um, all I knew was that our dynamic was working wonderfully for us. So, you know, while my fiance did play with some other woman throughout our swinging times, and he enjoyed that, and I enjoyed it as well, it, it definitely was a little bit of a different journey. And I learned later on why that was. But at the time, I was just enjoying myself and having the time of my life. So what what did you learn? My fiance had almost from the nexus of introducing non-monogamy, he had been interested in cuckolding and he had been doing a lot online, reading erotica, you know, watching the porn, looking a little bit into the community. And I had no idea what cuckolding was. So what eventually happened is that these desires that he had as we started having experiences I think became more and more pervasive in his mind. And he eventually shared these desires with me and kind of opened me up to a whole new world. And I just really, really took to it. (laughs) What were these desires that he was sharing with you? So the desires that I would take more control in our sex life, the desire, you know, for me to be the person who's guiding our sex life, for him to be in a more submissive role, for us to experience things like chastity and denial, and for us to really grow within that dynamic. But unfortunately, Lena, there are certain stigmas that surround cuckolding desires for men and It's really unfortunate because these stigmas are entirely unfounded and they cause people to experience a lot of shame. And, you know, I don't want to speak too much for my fiance, but I do believe that's what he was experiencing. And that kind of kept him from fully divulging his desires to me. But I'm so glad that he was courageous enough because it really is courage and vulnerable enough to open up to me because this is without a doubt the relationship style that we were made for, without a doubt. So probably he was worried that you Mm. might look at him differently, right? Exactly. 
And did you, I mean, did you, for someone who had no idea what cuckolding was, and you started to hear some of this stuff, did you look at him or think of him differently? I never thought of him differently. To this day, I have never thought of him differently. I have always been an abundantly open-minded, accepting person. So to hear these desires, which I was very unfamiliar with, I was curious. I was fascinated. uh, I was intrigued. But I was not at all against it. I did not balk at it. I asked him for time to do my own research and process through. And that research actually continues to this day, you know, three and a half years later, almost three and a half years later, you know. But I I was genuinely intrigued. And as far as his masculinity or, you know, the the place that he has in my heart and my life, that could never be changed by anything. Mm -hmm. But don't you think that there has to be something within you? I mean, you have to be turned on by that kind of thing because absolutely not everyone would be, right? Like, it's like, again, you never know how you're going to react to something until it happens, right? Right. But I can tell you that, like, if my husband said to me that he wanted me to, you know, just go and sleep with whoever I wanted to, I don't have that interest. Um, right. Yes, you have to have the interest. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And and for a lot of women, there there isn't much interest there. I think that... My, you know, fiance, knowing me as well as he did when he introduced this to me, had an impression that this would be something that I would enjoy. You know, so I definitely had the right ingredients there. What he did was present it to me, give me the option and encourage me. And then I took flight from there. Um, Do you remember your first cuckolding experience? I do. Oh, you do? (laughs) I remember quite fondly, yes. Oh, tell me about it. I was very, (laughs) I was very eager in the beginning to introduce a bowl into our dynamic and, you know, really experience what this three-way energy triad that I was hearing about really felt like. And so I reached out to someone I had met online, you know, he introduced himself as a bowl. And and that was back at the time where I I thought mistakenly that everybody who introduces themselves as a bowl is a bowl. I've learned that since then that that is not in fact the case. But wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Yeah. School me because I, okay, for anyone who's listening who is not familiar, what is a bowl? A bull is a gentleman who fulfills the role of the person that the cuckold dress is going to have sex with and essentially cuckold her husband, boyfriend, or fiance in my case with. That's a bull. Okay. And since the popularity of cuckolding has skyrocketed, uh-huh. a lot of people are labeling themselves as bulls that don't really have, in my opinion, the essential elements that a bull needs. Which would be what? So the bull in the relationship, ideally, and again, this is just my opinion, Mm -hmm. but he needs to be as excited and into the cuckolding dynamic, the dynamic the couple has, as those in the couple. Like a lot of men will don the title of bull because they enjoy the sex that they get. And that's the primary drive. But cuckolding is so mental and so intellectual that there really has to be, especially for us, that level of stimulation. And so he needs to be able to mentally stimulate the cuck. He needs to be ready to go, especially for someone like me, 
three, four, five, six rounds in a night. <laughs> Whoa, Scarlet. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lena. He's got to bring that heat, okay, if he's going to be a bull. So, so it's not just someone who will have sex with somebody's girlfriend or wife. No. It sounds like you're saying that it needs to be someone who understands the power dynamic that's going on and likes it. Like, you know, knowing what's going to turn the cuck on, right? Not just what's going to turn the woman on, but understanding what turns her boyfriend or husband on. Precisely. You are engaging with me and my cuckold fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a man who not only gets that, but revels in that and enjoys it and participates. Oh, that's, that's the real eroticism of a cuckolding dynamic. And so, you know, the, it, it, you can see how a guy just coming in, bringing his dick and having sex <laughs> compared to, to that, what I just described, it's, it's not really even in the same universe. And, and is part of that also like, like the dirty talk that goes on the, Oh yes. The, right. That kind of interaction that is not physical with the cuck, but that's, that's what you're looking for. Well, it could be physical and it could not be physical. Oh, how is it physical? Well, Oh, I think I know. I think I know, but I tell think, me anyway. Th- <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, you know, there there can be varying levels of physicality between my cuck and a bull, depending on, really, it's depending on me and my energy and what I'm enjoying. The three-way power dynamic that we enjoy playing in is that the bull is dominant to me and I am dominant to my cuck, and we're both submissive to the bull. You know, that may involve my cuck making drinks all night. It may include my cuck cleaning up. It may include my cuck placing my bowl inside me. It may include, oh, I'm getting excited as we're talking about it. (laughs) It may include, uh, you know, my cuck uh, readying my bowl with his mouth. So it just, that's an element of the lifestyle that gets very fetishized, but it's really all about the three-way energy dynamic between us. And yes, dirty talk is a huge part of that. I love dirty talk. But, you know, it may even go beyond that, just depending on the bull we're with and the mood we're in. Mm-hmm. So it, for instance, would turn you on to watch your fiancé, for lack of a better word, fluff the bull for you? Yes. Okay. That's still a thing, right? That's still a term, fluffing? I don't like that term, personally. Um what, what do you call I, it? I call it service. That's the umbrella. I, I think fluffing just has kind of a porno connotation. So that's why right. I'm not a fan of it. I but. see. Okay. Now, before all of this, did your fiance have any kind of bi tendencies? Not that he had shared with me. No. Okay. You know, I don't define his sexuality. I'm a proud bisexual. You know, he can define himself however he likes. Sometimes he defines himself as cuckosexual. But, you know, it's definitely an element we all enjoy when we play like that. Let's get to this this other thing. And um, so I'm just going to ask these questions because it's something that I'm seeing a lot on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of cuckoldresses, oh my gosh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I see that a lot of them describe themselves as queen of spades, who means that, which means they are only with black men. And I'm seeing it all over Twitter. So like, is that a thing that many, if not most women who are cuckoldresses prefer to be with black men? That's a great question, Lena. And, you know, I, I think that 
one can definitely deduce based on what you see online that many cuckoldresses do have an exclusive preference for black men. I am a queen of spades, so I fall under that moniker. However, I met many, many, many cuckoldresses and have close, close cuckoldress friends that are not queen of spades. As a matter of fact, so funny, I threw a lifestyle party last weekend and I was talking with a couple I've known for years and years. And he asked me, what is the equivalent of a queen of spades for Latino men? And I said, I don't know. I don't think there is one. (laughs) And I don't know why. I don't know why specifically women who have a sexual preference for black men have a moniker and other women with other preferences don't. Um, But that is what that means to be a queen of spades. It's it's about having an exclusive sexual preference for black men, as I do, and for celebrating that preference with donning that title. I I always say we wear it like a crown. Yeah. Now, is this a preference that you later discovered? Have you always had that preference? I'm trying to find out why a lot of what I see is, you know, a lot of BBC action in cuckolding relationships. I, I don't know if it, is it a size thing too? I'm trying to understand why I see so many cuckold couples involved with black men. So for me personally, I had had sex with black men prior to my current relationship. And like many people in the vanilla space, I was really more attracted to the person than their ethnicity or their body type or whatever. But when I was introduced to cuckolding, my fiance explained to me exactly what you are describing, that most cuckoldresses prefer to be with black men. And I didn't quite understand it at first either. I was like, here we are, and you're giving me this beautiful gift of being in a relationship where I can really explore and have sex with whoever I want and choose to involve you however I want. But you're telling me that most women only choose to be with one type of man or one ethnicity of man? And I was like, why? I I don't understand it. But I was intrigued by it, that's for sure. So I went out and I had black bowls and I slept with black bowls and the sex I was having with them was mind shattering. (laughs) It was mind blowing. And there's something to the eroticism of the three wide dynamic of cuckolding my white fiance with a black man. That is the most erotic thing I've ever experienced. And, you know, ever since then, you know, I've been, I'm in a relationship that celebrates and encourage me to have the best. So, In my experience, Black men have been the best lovers I've ever had, especially within this dynamic. So why would I want anything less than the best, right? But there is definitely in our culture right now a fascination with interracial sex, especially with a Black man and a white woman. And, you know, you have to admit the skin contrast is pretty striking. It's very aesthetically pleasing, right? Is there any cuckolding going on with you and another woman? Meaning, does does your fiancé get anything out of that? Or is that not weird enough? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to understand is, is there any cuckolding dynamic when it's you and another woman? There can be. Like, I can give you an example. Sure. Um, so I went to a meet and greet. This was before the pandemic with my fiancé, and he was in a chastity cage and I was wearing his key and it was a cuckolding hot wifing meet and greet. And as soon as we walked through the door, this beautiful tall woman walked up to us and she greeted us and she said, 
you're here because he's too little to to please you, right? That you need a bigger dick. That's why you're here to hopefully meet one, right? And that drove my fiance wild. <laughs> he just about <laughs> lost it. Um, so that energy coming from other women, he enjoys. And on the flip side of that, I enjoy having sex with other women. And sometimes I will use that to tease him. I'll use my proficiency in having sex with women to tease him, uh, you know, to say to him, like, I bet, you know, if you met her in a bar, you could never take her home and have sex with her. But I am having sex with her right now, you know? So there's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's because my cuckold lifts up and celebrates what I enjoy and I enjoy including him in all that I enjoy, Um, there's always a way to make him feel sexual and turned on by whatever it is I choose to do, whether it's with a woman, a man, or, you know, woman and multiple bulls or (laughs) three women and one bull, you know, it just, it's, it's really more for him about the feeling that he gets from knowing I'm well satisfied and he's included. Um, I have to ask you about this, the cage thing. Mm, So I hadn't even heard about it. And, um, when I was looking up your stuff and you know how on Twitter, it's like, you just, you click on one thing and pretty soon it's like down a rabbit hole. You've like, I don't know how I end up in some of the places I end up, (laughs) but then I ended up on a pay and all I saw were these cages. I've never seen them before. Aren't they beautiful? Um, They're well, what my first, my first thing is what if he gets turned on while he's in it? Like, is that painful? It's not painful. Uh, but it can be uncomfortable. The cage doesn't allow the erection to protrude out. So it kind of stays within their groin abdomen area. Yeah, it's really interesting. Hmm. I've come to know the male anatomy in more ways than one, <laughs> better than I ever have since I started cuckolding. How often does he wear it? Is it just during play? Is it, is it, can you explain how and when he wears his cage? For us, it's definitely changed and evolved. So chastity, the idea is that he is denied from touching himself, from masturbating, from any sort of sexual contact that is pleasurable. In that, the focus of his sexual urges, sexual feelings, sexual desires center and land on me. And so that is really beneficial when I can't see a bowl for a few days And I tell him, you know what, you're not going to come for until I come. So I'm going to lock you up for these X amount of days. And then after I have the wonderful, satisfying sex I have, you can be unlocked. So it it serves for denial. It serves for playtime. You know, I'm pegging him or we're doing anal play. You know, it's enjoyable to have him in a cage. And it also just looks really good. (laughs) I just (laughs) like the way that it looks. So sometimes I just want to know that it's on because it's aesthetically pleasing for me. It's a sex toy in that it enhances our sex and I don't use it cruelly or to actually, you know, sometimes I may deny him, but it's something that we both really enjoy and that heightens our sexual experience. Has he ever ejaculated while he was in his cage? Not fully. I've gotten close. <laughs> that's actually a goal we have. That's funny. Oh. Um, but it takes a lot of denial and a lot of sensitivity to have a caged orgasm. Would that be an orgasm with like without any actual stimulation? Well, you could you could achieve that with anal stimulation and, you know, with like a vibrating stimulation, like from a from a vibrator. So mm-hmm. it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, I know. It's it's fascinating how men have so many pleasure centers in their bodies that they just generally in a vanilla relationship don't explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because again of that stigma and shame, but if I have a ple- pleasure center on my body, trust and believe I want to see all that it does. <laughs> so, how does this thing work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how will it make me feel? And so right. we we really enjoy having the you know, the safety and trust in our relationship that we can really get to know and explore our bodies very intimately. And so that's that's a benefit of cuckolding. I feel like that doesn't get talked about a lot. So I'm very glad you're asking me these questions. Um, do you know any cuck queens? I do not. And let me tell you, I was just talking with my good friend, uh, Goddess Ina on Twitter about this. We would love to talk to a cuck queen, but I do not know any. I have read... Uh, some information from cut queens about what their experience is like. And it seems so different than the male cuckold psychology. That's what fascinates me about it. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to find one. I did talk to someone who like, isn't ready to share her, her experiences, but I'm finding out that, you know, you've, you've got a lot, you've got many more cuckolds than you do cut queens. Um, So just let it be out in the universe. Any cut queens, please come my way. Scarlett and I have a lot of questions for you. We really do. It, not just not just Lena and I. We we would love love to hear that perspective because it's it's one of those again those underrepresented perspectives. Mm-hmm. And oh gosh, that would be wonderful. I wish you all the luck in the world. I'd really like to talk to a cut queen. So if you're one or if you know of one, please send her my way. You can find us on Twitter at Consent Adults. And if you'd like to see what Scarlet is up to, you can find her at cuckoldrescarlet.com. Next time on Consenting Adults, a couple both on their second marriage is making up for lost time and having all sorts of fun, like going to... Surprise orgies? But you weren't planning positions. You weren't saying, okay, well, you do this, I'll do this. Everyone was just kind of in a big pile, which was really awesome. And then once the blindfold came off, then it was sort of a free-for-all. That's next time on Consenting Adults.